0: Sponsor for the Shepherd's Crook this month is Crown Brew Coffee Company. Crown Brew Coffee believes that a great cup of coffee can build a great community. Their founders fell in love with coffee while serving in the mission field and started bringing different coffees back with them from around the world. As their love for coffee deepened, they began to study and understand how to prepare it intentionally with manual brewing techniques and other unique methods. Crown Brew started by being transparent with the brewing process and techniques to empower people to make better coffee at home. Now they have a cafe that specializes in craft brews and education that attracts a diverse community of patrons. Plus, all of Crown Brew's coffee is fair trade, meaning that farmers producing these amazing beans are being taken care of. If you want to learn more about their story, the craft coffee industry, or get your hands on some incredible beans, stop by crownbrewcoffee.com to check them out, or if you're in Carterville, Illinois, they would love to make you a delicious cup of coffee in their shop and share their story. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at shepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 51. Today, I want to talk to you about the pastor and personal correspondence. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day wonderful day thank you for giving us life breath in our lungs if we have families thank you so much for families wives children god you have blessed us over and beyond what we deserve and we're thankful thank you for your grace it's upon us thank you that we're forgiven men and lord just lead this discussion i pray that you will help me to think clearly as i encourage these people to think through personal correspondence writing letters emails, text messages, those sorts of things to better serve your people. I trust that you're going to help. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I am sipping on my Crown Brew coffee this morning. Crown Brew is the sponsor for the month of July, and I want to encourage you to go and in the show notes. You'll see the links to Crown Brew coffee. I love this company. It's a Christian company, and they do great work, and they have great coffee. And you can even hear me sip my coffee right now. Mmm. Fantastic. I like Sumatra, drink it black, still trying to get some chest hair, so that's what I do. Anyways, there's plug number two for ground brew coffee. Let's talk about letter writing. Pastoral ministry has always included personal correspondence, just always included that. There's no way to get around it. If you're a pastor, you're going to be a writer. You're going to be writing sermons, you're going to be emailing people, text messaging people, and you're going to be, now hopefully you're doing some things like handwriting letters you know, get out your fountain pen and start practicing your cursive. Hopefully you will after this episode. But there's just simply no way to get around that. To be in ministry is to be a writer and to be a responder to people and to questions and, and to be an encourager. And so let's start with just stating a few obvious things, okay? When we think about God's Word, when we look into the history of the church and God's people, what we see is that God speaks, and God's prophet wrote it down for people to be able to hear. What is God's word? Well, God's word, we believe in the verbal plenary inspiration of Scripture, and so we believe that the Holy Spirit inspired the prophets to say what they said, but the way they did it was through a pen or through you know a chisel or through a, a quill, and they put it down on papyrus or on a scroll or uh, on a tablet of stone, to be able to be read, God's people have always been writers, and then, therefore, the uh, Christians throughout centuries, why education has spread wherever Christians have spread, is because Christians have always wanted to teach people to be able to read, because we want to read God's Word. and That's why the expansion of Christianity comes with the expansion of higher education. Side note. But when we look at this in the Apostles, in the New Testament, what we find is that people, again... The apostles would write down what God inspired them to write, and then we see that it comes with people asking questions. They, We have always been a people of asking questions. We want to know what God has to say, or what God has to think, and so God's people have inquired. We have asked, and what we see in, for instance, in the book of Corinthians is people asking questions to Paul, and then Paul responding to those questions. Corinth was a city who just needed to know certain things about how to live and function. And so God inspired the book of 1 Corinthians to be written, and all these questions are answered. Paul picked up his pen, sometimes through the hand of somebody else, but the apostles, pastors, wrote. Peter did this. James did this. This is what God's people do. They write. If you read any historical account, if you get into bi- biographies, you know, for instance, of, of pastors, if you get into Charles Spurgeon and you get on Banner of Truth and pick up some autobiographies or some biographies of great men of God in the past or great women missionaries or something like that, what you find is that they gave a significant amount of time to writing letters. If you look at any schedule of any pastor down through the history of the church you'll find the exact same thing writing letters okay primarily today we have well several different mediums to be able to write but i want to talk about three primary ones and then you can talk about things if you wanted to spin this off and talk about social media and you know writing blogs and books and those sorts of things we could talk about that but those are not required in pastoral ministry what is required are things like emails text messaging and what i'm going to argue for today is handwritten letters. Or encourage you to do today is handwritten letters. And these are things that i need to work on, these are things that i have completely bought into as being a priority in pastoral ministry, but the last one in particular is one that's that comes and goes with me. It goes in waves, which is handwritten letters. So let's go through those. Email. What do we do email for? Well, i think for email it handles a lot of the bulk stuff, you know, a lot of bulk things, scheduling and just high volumes of, of correspondence that we have to do regularly, quick responses, scheduling group emails, sending links to people in a group, those sorts of things. You guys get email. Email's been around for 30-something years, but we keep using it and, and have to use it pretty regularly. But one of the things that, uh, that I want to encourage you to do, and I've been challenged with it just recently, is to actually read your emails thoroughly and then respond accordingly. I have a terrible habit of skimming emails and responding not accordingly. Okay, so I'll misread an email or I'll kind of take the Cliff Notes version, what I think is the Cliff Notes version, by scanning it, and then I'll respond in a way that's not appropriate. And that doesn't help anybody. Take the patience if somebody has written an email to you to read, be patient enough to read that entire email and then respond accordingly. Okay, pretty simple, straightforward, but because we're so busy and because we, we feel like emails come in at such a high volume, it's easy at times to just skim over it and then write a quick email, one-line email response and not really do due diligence in our response. So be prayerful in it. Pray beforehand. When you read the email, God help me to, to read this rightly and then help me to respond appropriately. Okay, two, text messages. Our church elders has a, a group text message, and group texting can be a lot of fun. I, I enjoy, Andy, our, our my co-pastor, is like the best, is it GIF or GIF, whatever, er, he's just so funny. I mean, he can put in a text line, it's it's like you don't even really need to text or, or say words because you just have these funny you know memes that come through. But texting can be highly appropriate in group settings to be able to. You know it can be really annoying. Nobody wants to be tagged to a really annoying group text, but for elder texting, it can be really great. You can have daily correspondence with your elders and just have this long string of text. And I really have appreciated our elder text line. It's been great. Great way to encourage and pray for one another. And I just want to challenge if you don't have that to get a you know with your buddies or something a text stream. And you know, you get text again. You get text messaging. The third one I want to argue for today is for handwritten, handwritten letters. Art of Manliness did a great article a few years back on writing letters. Okay, let's pause. I'm going to take another drink of my Crown Brew Coffee, plug number three. In Art of Manliness, I love Brett McKay. And everything that they do, pretty much everything they do. There's some things that are silly, but their podcast and just a lot of really, really fun stuff. If you don't have a lot of great podcasts to listen to, um, men in particular, listen to the Art of Manliness podcast. It's great. But he encouraged guys to write handwritten letters, and in that article, he talked about you know getting some good stationery, getting a wax seal and then getting your own seal to be able to seal down upon it with your initial. And, and by the way, a wax if you're going to get a wax seal, if you're going to get into that, the square wax seals are the feminine ones, and the circle ones are the masculine ones. So you want to make sure you get a masculine seal by getting a circle seal. You can get some of these on Amazon, and you know, just search wax seal, and then get your initial or something like that. And it kind of comes in Victorian font, and it's pretty cool. But handwritten letters are are particularly appropriate in two primary ways. Number one, if you want to encourage somebody. I, a couple years ago, went through a list of some people at our church and just started writing letters. And I saw those letters in people's homes on their refrigerators or pinned up at their desk or all sorts of places. And they spoke so highly of how that meant so much to them because Nobody takes the time to write handwritten letters anymore. And if you just want to encourage your people, encourage a friend, encourage a family member, encourage elders and deacons or nursery workers or whatever, get out your pen, get a good fountain pen or get something that makes it fun and write an encouraging letter to somebody and then take a screenshot with it with your phone. If you don't take a screenshot, our minds don't work the way that people, our minds worked in Victorian era And errors past before email and those sorts of things where when you wrote a letter, you could remember what you wrote. If you're like me, you write a handwritten letter of encouragement and I forget what I wrote. So take your phone out and do a screenshot so you can remember if you do get a response back, you can remember what they're actually responding to. So the first way a handwritten letter is really helpful is through encouragement. The second way is through thank yous. People in your church can be highly encouraged by getting a thank you letter if you have somebody that went over and beyond at vbs or over and beyond at you know serving and picking up trash on a sunday morning and you see them week after week picking up some you know certain things and right now i'm thinking about a gentleman that i want to write a write a letter to uh, Write them a letter and just say, "Hey, thank you. I noticed this. I noticed that you were uh, that you have taken care of this week after week, or you've taken care of security week after week, or I saw you talking to that new person. And every time there's a new person, the last three weeks I've seen you over there talking to them. And I just want to say thank you. Or I, I saw you talking with those kids, the kids that are in the service. We we have kids that worship with us. Write write them a letter, and you will be surprised how." how thankful people will be to receive a handwritten letter for you. It is more thoughtful than an email. It is more thoughtful than a text. And it will force you to sit down and take out that pen and, and actually work with your hands in a unique way and people will be appreciative of it. So I just want to encourage you in this. I'll show, put some links, and I will actually will put some links into the show notes so you can find some of these things. And let me know what you think. Let me know if you get response from people. But mainly, honor Jesus by corresponding with his people, by caring enough for them to write them and respond to them when they write to you. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.